Welcome back, Space Cowboys. This week on Shonen and Suds, we are covering the live-action Netflix adaption of Cowboy Bebop. Cody! <laughs> How you doing, bud? Chris, I'm great. I am uh, glad to be back. It's been a little bit longer for us, because I think we recorded, what, like last Monday or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the uh the little, the little Thanksgiving um, you know, Thanksgiving how to do. Did you have a good holiday? Oh yeah, man. It was great. I I had a great time. Uh got to spend some time with the family, friends, all that good stuff. Did a little Black yeah. Friday shopping, of course. Per tradition. Nice throw throwing bows with grandma. That's not right. not your you know, <laughs> not your grandma, but other grandmas as you so eloquently put it. Yeah, not enough grandmas out there. It was actually like I think with all the online shopping like, mm-hmm. you don't really need to go out for Black Friday anymore. Like, I was literally going to, like, Best Buy and Walmart and stuff when mm-hmm. I could have bought the things online two days before. Like, yeah, which kind of takes a little you're, fun you're out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think it'll be a thing for much longer, honestly. Uh, I, think I, I agree with you. I think it's a dying, like, concept. Yeah, I think we'll just have, like, Cyber Monday for like a whole weekend or something like, and then people can get oh. mad because, like, they'll understand what bots are and like why why they can't get their grandson a PS5. Like, exactly, so, it's it's gonna really sh- people are gonna learn real fucking quick, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're gonna miss when they were throwing bows to get that like N64 back in the day. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. times are changing, but uh, well, yeah, and also too, man, like not to beat the you know the the, the Black Friday stuff into the ground, but like. Like, if you go to most of your major, like, retail websites, it's like, oh, Black Friday sales start November 1st. Well, all right, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they'll have, like, mid-year Black Fridays, and it's like, it, it just takes yeah. a, like, can't, can't you just name a sale something else? Like, yeah. there's, there's a billion yeah. holidays, like, <laughs> yeah. like, come on, like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is a Virgin of Guadalupe Day sale. <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever, whatever yeah. we got. Yeah, as long as there's a sale, we 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 don't care. Just show us a, a cheap yeah. price. Like uh, we're good. Yeah, show us the price cut. Um, plus, I think there. I think we all have enough TVs at this point after the last like twenty Black Fridays. Like we don't need more TVs. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, and I think people are. You know, I'm gonna go on a little tangent here. Uh, oh, please do. But I think people are finally understanding that those like three hundred dollar sixty five inch TVs are dog shit. Like, oh, they're one hundred percent trash. Like they're like, oh man, this has seven twenty p. Like, come on, like, man. Are, like wow, HDMI? What's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the future is now. <laughs> yeah, people are starting to understand. Although they still don't understand like certain things about 4K, but that's an even longer tangent that I don't want to. Well, and they're also like they're not just like sub name brand. They're like the the sub of the sub name brand. Like it's like this this brand is a subsidiary of Vizio, which is a fucking knockoff of Sony. You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. it's like the third tier down. Oh yeah. Like they are just some of the some of the worst TVs you could ever find. Um absolutely. But that's enough on my Black Friday rant. I do I do hope that it sticks around because I, I don't want to be, you know, refreshing a tab. Like I already do that when I tried to buy a PlayStation 5 and I hated it. Um, uh-huh. I collect Funko Pops. I got to do it for that too. You got websites crashing, yeah. and when you got every person in America trying to buy, you know, the next item, whatever mm-hmm. it may be that year, like it's just going to be a hot mess. Um, but that's enough about Black Friday, Chris. How was well, your holiday? Abs- 
Oh, it was awesome. Did the old double dip Thanksgiving, went to go visit my brother. Me and my wife went down there. Um, and I say down there, like, you know, we live in Richmond. They live in Suffolk, which is like about an hour and a half away. Uh, you know, we did some, you know, Thanksgiving with family. Then we went to go do a Friendsgiving after that. And just, you know, ate a bunch of ham and Turkatron and chicken and had some seltzers, you know, had a lot of seltzers, had, you know, didn't have, my only gripe is I didn't have nay nary a bite of mac and cheese. Oh man, Chris, I'm so sorry. That was the only missing dish. Chris, one one day we'll Everything be able to great, we'll be able to have a Thanksgiving meal together, and there will be mac and cheese. I can guarantee. Damn you. Damn right, so, there will be. I want there to be multiple varieties of mac and cheese. Oh man, yeah, it was great. I had a really good time. Um, got to watch. You know, I had a, you know day off from a day off from work, so it was a nice little weekend. Um, the whole week ended up being really nice. I got to watch a lot of TV. Um, obviously, you know, plowed through Bebop, which. Very, very good. But, Cody, I want to talk about something real quick. You and I talked about it before, you know, and I, I would eventually love to do this on the show, and I'd love to hear what people think, Cody. I was I was just going off on this fucking tangent about Arcane. Mm-hmm. Cody, it's the best animated show. A, a, the, one of the, it's not the best show. It's the best show I've seen in 2021 by a mile. But yeah. it might be one of the best animated shows I've ever watched in my life. Um. But where I'm going with that, how I'm correlating that to Shonen and Suds is it I, it and Castlevania need to have like the, the war games, the, the barbed wire death match, <laughs> the Atlanta street fight, hardcore division, flaming table, ladders and chairs match for the best video game adaption. Because this show is equally as perfect as Castlevania. That's some high praise coming from you, Chris. Uh, yeah, and I hate everything. But, you know, you know, you know how much you know how much I know about League of Legends. Nothing, fucking nothing. I was literally going to watch it to erase it from my list and get it off my queue, so I never have to look at it. Cody, I've probably watched it like five times. Jesus, yeah. Like uh, it, it's become my background noise show. Yeah, the only reason I ever got even remotely in interested in league of legends is because they got like scorpion and sub-zero skins for one of the characters at one point and i was like damn it i need to buy that <laughs> i never did but like i downloaded it and played like one game and i was like yeah this isn't my thing yeah um, about fuck this yeah but uh yeah that's some pretty high praise coming from you especially like you're the big castlevania fan here obviously we both love the anime um oh man this yeah. is good. This is very, very good. So maybe that's something we'll talk. Maybe we'll something we'll not throw up on a you know as a nomination down the road. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's any reason we shouldn't have. You know, we've already covered what Castlevania, and we covered was it Dota, which some people yeah Dota yeah the Dota the Dragon's Blood we have this. God Dota ain't got shit on this, my dude. Yeah, oh man, Dota <laughs> can take a fucking long walk off a short pier compared to Arcane. Yeah, it was uh, very forgettable, but uh, yeah, definitely going to consider Arcane for the future. Um, yeah, I actually watched quite a bit of TV during this little holiday break as well, Chris. Have you checked out mm-hmm. uh, True Story with Wesley Snipes no, and Kevin what Hart yet? No, it's, it's, on, it's on my Netflix queue. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's another good I one. I love me some Wesley Snipes. Uh, Always bet on black. I do love me some Wesley Snipes, Chris. And Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kevin Hart's growing on me. You know, he, he was in every yeah. movie for a little while, but now it's like a, it's a more serious role for him. And uh, Oh, nice. It, it's pretty good. I, I, I've i been enjoying that. Um, 
as well as I'm in. Of course, this this uh, Cowboy Bebop. I had to hold myself back and only watch five episodes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was really hard not to keep going. Yeah, that's that's when I switched over to the True Story show, and uh, that's been keeping me afloat for now. Um, nice. As well as, nice as well as I also went back and watched a couple episodes of the OG Cowboy Bebop just to, you know, compare and contrast and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, you know, before we you know before we actually dive in and get to our drinks as well, like I can say that I I I can see why people are up in arms and don't like it because I but. I also very much like what they're doing here. This is 100% not a retelling of the anime. So I'm going to say this right now. If you're expecting, if you haven't watched this yet, and you're listening to this beforehand, which why the fuck would you do that? Um, if you're wanting this to be the anime, just go watch the anime. Because this isn't that. It, but it, what it does do, Cody, it very much pays tribute to the source material. And it's done very tastefully. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like, we've only covered, we're only covering the first five episodes today, but like, so far this is the best live action I've ever seen. I know we, I think we've only covered Death Note on this podcast so far. Uh, uh, On Jinro, which Jinro had so much promise until like, boy, they really, they fumbled the ball on the five yard line. They were all, Cody, they almost scored the game winning touchdown. Damn, I forgot about that one. Yeah, because it was, it wasn't called Jinro, it was called... Uh, there was, I think it was just called the, the Wolf Brigade or something like that. Or uh, There was another name. I'll, something I'll find, Wolf. I'll find it here in a second. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Because I actually have to make us a list now for live action. For live action. And I was going to ask you a question. Like, Do we consider a live action show on the same list as a live action movie? I would. I think for now. I would, just because... Yeah, just for now, because there's not a whole lot of them. Yeah. And I, I think... Because they're a lot fewer and far between. I mean, again, we've we've been doing this for over a year, Cody. We've only covered three, so um, mostly because most, a lot I of think them. I'm are, okay with them. Yeah, I, I think a lot of them are just hard to get here in America. Like, you know, you well, can't, we're also avoiding a lot of them too. Yeah, we can't find the Death Note musical on Hulu. You know, <laughs> oh, I would love Death Note the musical. Uh, it's Elang the Wolf Brigade. That's what it was. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. I believe it was a Korean adaptation, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, that one was great until the wow. ending, um, which, you know, there's still potential for Cowboy Bebop to fumble the bag here. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They could definitely pull an Atlanta Falcons and just <laughs> just lose this shit, blow it in the second half. Yep, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to find out next week on that one. Um, now, Chris, also, a couple more things here. Uh, we do have a mm-hmm. podcast logo now, so... I love it. It looks great. If it's not updated by the time you're listening to this, it should be updated within the next, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours. They said it takes a little bit for it to, you know, Mm -hmm. go through all the the pipes to get, you know, approved and all this stuff. Um, Yeah, I I just threw together a little logo for us because we've had, this is our 71st episode and we've been using that standard image from uh, Podbean. So, (laughs) finally threw one of those up and then... um, Yeah, it looks good. It's simple. It's clean. I like it. I'm trying to remember what else I wanted to mention. I can't think of it right now. If it comes across later, I'll I'll mention it then. But uh, I think that's... Well, I know what I need to know. I know what I'm going to mention, Cody. I got to know, and the people at home got to know, what you drinking? 
Oh, that's a good crack, a hiss almost. Little hiss on that one, Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris, I got something that I I don't know how I forgot that I didn't cover on the podcast. I know we've mentioned uh-huh. these before, um, and we had we had the other brand of them, and I'm talking about the Bud Light Seltzer Iced Tea Variety Pack. Um, oh man, I th- when I saw this at the store, I thought we had already done this, but I know we did the Truly ones. Um, yep. And I was like, man, I think we did these Bud Light ones. And then I saw the flavors, and I'm like, there's no way. It's peach, raspberry, apple, and tangerine. So Yeah, there's no way we've covered a tangerine iced tea at yeah, all. Yeah, no apple for sure. I can't remember if raspberry or peach. I think peach might have been in the Truly one. I, I don't remember. That's the one I have today is the peach uh, Oh, nice. Bud Light Seltzer iced tea. Very good, Chris. Super refreshing. Um, love that. I think I'm – I don't know if I'm going to save the tangerine for last because I love me some tangerine. But uh, – <laughs> Peach is like the go-to in like these seltzer packs. Like when you see peach, you're like, oh yeah, I, I know that's gas. That's gonna hit the spot. That's um, right. <laughs> I know that's gas. <laughs> like, like you know, it's it's like the number one, unless you get like a pineapple, because pineapples are my all-time favorite. But um, oh yeah, but yeah, I'm having the peach Bud Light seltzer iced tea. What about you, Chris? What nice. what are you having? Well, Cody, like I said, I had a lot of seltzers over the holiday weekend, meaning I am out of the flannel pack. The apple was fine. The apple was fine. It was it was it was okay. You know, nothing to write home about. Um, but also, definitely the standout of that shitty flannel pack, and that thing is behind me. Um, but I'm also I also had nothing in the fridge, but my wife did. So Cody, I'm gonna <laughs> crack this bad boy open. I have got a Seagram's Escape, uh, Jamaican me happy. Oh, Chris, that, that, I've actually had that. Um, you know, when, when it is oh. <laughs> lemon, strawberry, watermelon, and guava. Yeah, Chris, let me see if I can pull up. You're talking about, is it the bottles or is it a can? It's a can. It's an, it, it comes in can form. Okay. One day we were at like a, a super Walmart, like the gigantic Walmart mm-hmm. with like the extended groceries and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. we're really showing our age there because we know about Walmarts that didn't have groceries. Oh man, um, <laughs> I remember that. Um, but we found a big pack of the Seagrams, like bottles, like the glass bottles, mm-hmm. and it was almost like, I don't know if you remember, like as a kid, there used to be like those, they were like the barrels with like the, like almost like the aluminum top. Oh, the little hugs, yeah, the little like with the little fucking paper top that you pulled yeah. off, the little barrel jugs. Yeah, and you just beg your mom to get those, like those were. Like, God, they were so fucking good, weren't they? Like this was like the adult version of that, except it was just all the Seagram's bottles and all the different colors. And like mm-hmm. me and my roommate, we were just like, I mean, we gotta, we gotta get this. Like <laughs> we have yeah. to have this. Like these look like. It just—it's like getting like a big box of popsicles when you're a kid or something. Like, <laughs> yes, like, yes. You just had to have like, oh, there's multiple colors and like, look at all these flavors. Like, so much value. And and while it's extremely delicious, it will not get you drunk at 3.2 percent ABV, Cody. You're gonna get the fucking sugar foot before you get drunk. Oh, absolutely, Chris. You got to drink about a thousand of those before you even. Uh... Before you even start to get a buzz, yeah. and by then you've lost all your teeth. I mean, it's all <laughs> diabetes have set in. You've got a club foot. It's the worst. But yeah, they are. It does, like for the names, you're making me happy. You know, we'll give them a ten out of ten for the naming at least. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, their names are great. Um, and this this is good. Like I, I, 
it's a little sweet and I, you know, but I mean, it's, it is what it is. And, uh, I, I appreciate my wife sacrificing one of her Jamaican me happy. So I could, uh, you know, record Shonen and Suds today. Cause you can't have one without the other. It's not just called Shonen and it's not just called Suds. It's Shonen and Suds. That is right. But oh, with man. that being said, Cody, unless you've got something else, let's fucking dive in. No, Chris, I still haven't thought of that last piece of news yet. Uh, I'll, you know, once it, once I think of it, I'll just shout it out immediately. Um, well, I know, well, I know we kept seeing this thing, even though it's like fucking five years old, about Miyazaki oh. coming back to do another movie. That was it, Chris. You got it. That was it. It's, like I hit the old the the Midwestern. Oh. <laughs> yep. It's this this dumb Hayao Miyazaki coming out of retirement thing that we again hear every single year for the last five years. I I don't know like. <clears throat> I don't follow him very closely. Like, obviously, we watch all of his films and all that. Yeah, stuff. but like, I don't, great. I don't like follow like his Twitter or his Instagram. Like, yeah, I don't know if he just baits people like all the time, or oh, if these articles just like are just finding old articles and like resharing. Th- like, kind of like when you have like that person that reshares something and then somebody like leaves the comment, "Hey, this was like three years ago, by the way." Like, dog, this is from 2015. <laughs> I think that's probably how this started. Like, some like news article site like saw it and they're like, "Oh my god, this is huge news! We got to put the story out." Like, mm-hmm. before, like this is just a smaller person. They didn't know what they were talking about. We got to put the article out, and then they didn't check the date, and then no mm-hmm. one checked the date ever, and nobody like provided that's snowballs, man. Yeah, like it's either Miyazaki's baiting hard on his, you know, his social media timeline, uh-huh. or it just snowballed into this. Um, but he is once again back out of retirement. Oh, pretty, I pretty... can't wait to see it. <laughs> That's really all I can say. I can't wait to see it when it, whenever it happens. Can't wait till so. I can't wait till next uh, next holiday season when he comes back out of retirement again. It's going to be uh, something yep. special. Yeah, and like the, these articles happen at such weird times where it's like you vague. Oh, this is cool. I feel like I've read this before. And you're like, hmm. You know, that, that's literally, we're going to have this moment again. Next next year when we're doing Shonen and Suds, we're going to have this piece of news again. And we're going to be like, didn't we read this already? Didn't we? Did episode 71, didn't we have this already? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll question, we'll be like, nah, maybe not. Maybe that was when he left retirement. You know, like, yeah. uh, who knows? Um, yeah. Well, fuck it. Can't wait to see it. Let's Whatever just get it the is. movie made. I'm ready. Like, Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of ready, Cody, Cowboy Bebop live action. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, like I said, that season one is ten episodes. I want to say it was released uh, November nineteenth. Was the the date it came out of this year? Yes, it is almost two weeks old as of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't watched it, you know we appreciate you hanging out and watching along with us. But if you you know if you're on the fence or if you're again if you're that guy who's like man it's not the anime uh they're butchering the anime Uh, it's not the anime they're not telling the story from the anime man 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 go fuck (laughs) yourself because if you want to watch the anime how about you watch the fucking anime i like the fact that it's just not some hollow ass copy of the anime I love that they're combining stories. They're introducing characters at different times. The fucking story with Vicious is more than two episodes long. It's, ha- you know, it, you have different versions of different characters. You know, we're getting a, the, the estate. Just 
Cody, this show is good. It's fucking good. And they're not, they're, they're embracing the fact that they're not bound to retell the story of the anime. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't put it better myself, Chris. Like, honestly, every time a new character gets introduced, I'm like, I feel like I know that name. Let me look that up real quick. Oh, yep. It's so-and-so like, like there's so many of those moments in this show. And, uh, Definitely paying homage to the to the source material, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Which I love, even right off the bat, Cody, in the first episode, the cowboy gospel. I love how the opening scene pays a crazy homage to the the movie intro. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of a convenience store, it takes place in a casino in space. So, you know, you have the similar cadence, right? You, you, you know... There, the, uh, a robbery's going on. Spike comes out of the elevator, which I love the fact that he's listening to the Bebop soundtrack on his headphones. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's always a great way because you know, nothing. You know, let's call it what it is. Bebop still has one of you know the, the soundtrack still holds up. It's some of the best, if not the best. And again, the intro here, the intro is just timeless, and so. I like the fact that they they're working the music in there by like having Spike listen to it, which I think is really fucking cool. Yeah, and, and not only that, like it's the Watanabe Casino. It's like okay, yeah, I see, yeah. I see that there's homage all over the place. Now, granted, I know like uh, Sh- is it Shinichiro Watanabe? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I know he had like a like some kind of creative like, role or something on this. Um, he was an executive producer on this, if I'm not mistaken, either executive producer or a consultant on the show. So like. This show did not get made without like his eyes on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so, it's cool. Cool to see that homage paid there. Um, yeah, basically, absolutely. Just like a, a group of goons. I guess they're they're trying to wire the money out of this casino. And uh, yeah, and we even have the moment where the guy's talking to the casino attendant, like, ah, oh, you know, I got fired by who? Who do you? You know, like the whole conversation, like the guy had with the woman behind the counter. At the, or the person behind the counter at the uh, in the convenience store in the movie, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. A nice little touch. Yeah, absolutely. But then, of course, our boy Spike shows up, flips a coin, puts out a cigarette, and uh, he starts whipping ass, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? He, and then we've got he, the... He... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're no. good. Oh, oh, I, I'm oh. just, I just like seeing... Uh... John Cho just beats him ass like <laughs> from he, like, he's so great like he is a great Spike Spiegel by the way oh yeah he's got he's got the flow going he's got everything going it's just so weird like from watching like all of the Harold and Kumar movies like religiously yeah. to see him how much he's grown you know <laughs> yeah since the days of American Pie man yeah it's just just fantastic to see him here yeah um, but yeah, yeah he, and he's, he's doing great kicking ass so we have the same thing where like the one goon's taking a shit and uh, you know he. Then they, they got the old woman that they're holding hostage and, you know, Jet shows up um, or, you know, Jet and Spike are doing the separate thing. And one didn't wait for the other one's signal. And Cody, I'll say it right here. I, I, I talked about it last week. My gripes with this show are very minimal. My biggest one is some of the aesthetic stuff. I I am. And Jet's beard is probably the biggest offender. And I, I went on this tirade last week that. You don't, just because you're making an anime adaption doesn't mean you need to try to give people the fucking anime hair. You could have just given Jet a normal fucking beard, and we get it. We know who it is. His pointy-ass cheek beard does not define the character. Like, the character looks great. He's 
big. He's menacing. He sounds great. He also just, I love the fact that, you know, the, the, the actor that they have playing him, uh, I'm trying, sorry, Mustafa Shakir, uh, he, I, he he has the cadence of Jet down because Jet always just sounds like he's fucking over it at all times. And this guy nails it. Fucking nails it. But every time I see him talk, I look at that real shitty beard that they gave him. And it really takes me out of it. Yeah, it just it is a little uh, pointy, I guess, for lack of a better it's, term. And like nobody cuts their fucking beard that way, dog. Like it, that's a very anime thing. Like sharp hair is an anime thing. He didn't need it. He didn't fucking need it. <laughs> like just give him a normal beard. Like that, that's and it's so weird that that's the thing that I'm focusing on because there's not much else wrong with the show. Just some weird aesthetic choices. Yeah, I think your um, dislike for it made me like empowered to ignore it. I don't know how, but. Yeah. I walk so you can run. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yep. And just like in the movie, you know, they they get the goons. You know, they 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 because you know, this is the intro before the, first, the the before the theme song plays. Um, you know, they get the whole you know, who are you guys? Oh, we're not cops. We're you know, oh, you're just a cowboy. What does that mean? You know, we're friendly neighborhood bounty hunter, ma'am. You know, all of that stuff. Um, so really cool. I mean, obviously, in, you know, in this one instead of just being in a convenience store, they blow a hole out of the casino and fucking bodies go flying out into space. Um, but we still get the same vibe from these guys. As soon as this heist is over, Cody, and we get the intro, well, they're, they're, they're just down on their luck, man. They, this, this fucking job was botched and they had, they have less money than they had before, which was the recurring theme in the anime that this ship full of fucking dudes just they're they're broke they're always fucking broke and something always goes wrong when they're trying to get their score every time chris every time um yeah it, it, and then the intro kicks in it's the classic mm-hmm. and then like dude I, I don't know about you but i was grinning ear to ear through the whole entire like probably the whole first episode honestly like i was just like it was great in. it was absolutely great because this episode one is still very similar to the first episode one because our, our big bads in this episode are Asimov and Katarina, which, you know, they were the bad guys or in the, you know, or I guess, quote unquote, bad guys in the first episode of the anime. But what I like what they do here, a lot of the cadences are the same. Um, you know, you know, they Spike and Jet get the uh, they get the bounty. You know, they're, they're hunting down Asimov and his wife, Katarina. Um, you know, and they're talking about, you know, they're 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 peddling red eye. Uh, which is that drug that, you know, makes Asimov just go fucking batshit. Um, but we also see the connection to the Red Dragon Syndicate, which was Spike's previous outfit, which, and I don't know if they mention it in this episode, but and I can't remember if they ever mentioned it in the anime, but, you know, Vicious is Vicious. Spike's syndicate name was Fearless. And I don't remember if they ever mentioned that in the anime. I don't remember. I, I don't think they did, because I feel like it's something, as much as they mention it in this, I, I feel like we mm-hmm. would have remembered that, unless it was just like yeah. an offline that we just didn't notice, but I yeah. don't, I think that's something new. Um, which I'm okay with, which I can get it, because I mean, who the, what kind of fucking name is Vicious, right? 
where it works in an anime, but ain't no real person named Vicious, uh, unless you're Sid Vicious, uh, aka Psycho Sid, aka Sid Justice. Take your whatever flavor you like. Oh man! But, Jump off the top turnbuckle and break that leg. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I was just thinking about that. The worst injury I've ever seen on television. <laughs> oh my god! His leg looked like a fucking like a leg of a Stretch Armstrong. It was so <laughs> gross. It was so gross. Shout out to all the wrestling fans out there. <laughs> oh my god! Ugh, it was so gross. But um, so I like the idea of almost like vicious is almost like a like a code name, right? Like that's his syndicate name, and fearless is Spike's syndicate name. I'm okay with this, but I'll remember if they mention that here. If that's episode two where they mention that, but um, anyway, the big difference here, Cody, is um. They're not the only bounty hunter after Asimov and Katarina here, and really they're primarily just after Asimov. But we meet Faye right off the fucking bat here because she's actually been sent to hunt down Katarina by by Katarina's father, basically to bring her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess she's part of she's some rich rich da- daughter of some rich guy, and um, and Faye's like, I'm. Well, I guess her father was like abusive, but he's just Faye's like, I'm just taking you back. She's just trying to get her score right, which is very Faye, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I, I love Faye's design here. I love again, ever all of the main cast is very true to their personality. Spike is just super nonchalant about everything. Jet's just fucking over it, and Faye is always angle shooting something, and I fucking love it. Yeah, uh, I'm, and I'm glad they introduced Faye, you know, super early just to kind of get her mm-hmm. introduced so, like, people know, like, okay, you, like, you see her and you're like, okay, yep. that, that's that's Faye right there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cool that Katarina gets, like, this extra little backstory. Cause I, I know, yeah, I like that. Because I went back and I watched the first episode, and, like, I remember, like, her and Spike, they bump into each other, and some of her mm-hmm. groceries fall, and he, like, helps pick them up, and, like, all that stuff, and that's yep. how they kind of get introduced before uh, Nisimov comes up and, like, chokes him from behind. Um but just mm-hmm. a little bit of a tweak to the story here. Um, yeah. But it's cool. I, like, I think if the anime had, you know, 45-minute episodes or hour-long episodes, they could have, you know, added in some more of this, like, backstory with, like, her abusive father and stuff like that. Um, yep. Yeah. And um, and I guess say that, I mean, this episode kind of ends the same way, but again, we've got the, um, we've got the Red Dragon Syndicate um, going after Asimov and Katarina as well. Um. Well, basically, I want to say it, it, Faye actually is the one that shoots um, shoots Asimov and wounds him. But and Katarina, who does not want to go back to her dad, does very much similar, very similar to how the scene was where they basically commit suicide by just flying into all of the the police vehicles and they just get fucking shot up into space. Yeah, they were pretty much dead regardless. Um but in like the anime, I remember like Katarina shoots him in on the ship. Yeah, then... because he just he he's he can't like I want to say he's like so far gone from the red eye. Yeah, he takes more that... red eye on the ship and it's like man. Yep. Um. But yeah, here he's wounded by Faye, and then yep. Basically, Spike's like, look, you don't, you know, it kind of like how Spike was before, where he was kind of trying to save her in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, same thing. She just flies straight into the. Into the awaiting, so I guess, toppers it, and they, guess it's the ISSP out there. Um, yeah. Fly straight at them, and they get shot down. And uh... Yep, but what I like here, Cody, you know, again, like I said, the, the, the story with Vicious is kind of overarching over this thing. So the, the syndicate members 
fucking see Spike. They see him and they're like, holy shit, I thought he was dead. Yeah, and of course they're calling and, him by uh, his fearless name. And so, uh, yep. Yeah, one, one of like the survivors from this group of the syndicate. Yeah, because boy, they got, they got shot the fuck up. Oh, yeah. By not just like by Faye, Spike, Asimov. Like, they were just fucking. Yeah, it was, it was just a, you know, a gunfight at the old OK Corral here. Yeah, they, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. They had Spike, Jet, no. Faye, Asimov on Red Eye. Mm-hmm. And I do like how Katarina still had, like, you know, the pregnant belly full of all the vials. I love that. I love how they kept that. The, the fake baby was just nothing but vials of red eye. Like, honestly. Yeah, I thought that was really great. Like, there, I, I have no gripes about this first episode. Like, it's it's all just. Yeah. It's literally perfect. Um, right. And, and again, at the end, when, like, Vish, when they tell Vicious that, hey, you know, Fearless is alive, and he just he kills the guy that fucking reported to him. And it's like, okay, so. Now, like, the main plot that we barely fucking got in the anime is already starting. Like, it's on Jump Street. They're back. They know what's going on, at least for the most part. So, boom. Yeah, and I believe we, get, we, to, we get to see Julia in, in this episode as well. If I believe so, because I believe she's always with Vicious, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool, because in this, they're married. Yeah. Julia and Vicious are married. Which is interesting, because in I remember, like, them kind of being quote-unquote together in the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember the marriage part. Um, so that, that, yep. that I, I was just making sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's new. Um, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay with it. And just some other small things. I like how, it, like, also at some point in the episode, we see, like, the rose fall in the water. Like, a lot of those, like, classic mm-hmm. scenes that we see, like, over and over again in Cowboy Bebop from, like, Spike's memory and things like that of his past. Like, they really, mm-hmm. like reintroduce that like very well like it's just so like scene for scene for some of the stuff from the anime um yeah done very very well just an absolutely fantastic episode probably like maybe my favorite episode uh the fifth episode is up there too but uh uh episode four might actually be my favorite with uh with old twinkle murdoch oh man god the show is actually so damn good chris i hope they don't it's good i hope they don't botch it man Yeah, like the first half is so fucking strong. Even the next episode's really good. This is the fucking Teddy Bomber episode. And um, and so, of course, you know, Spike is still kind of reeling from the syndicate involvement from the first episode. I want to say he also was, oh, no, 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 no. He, uh, he got fucking, uh, the, an assassin went after him. This is the where they fucking go after him in the bathroom. Yeah, they go to, they're there for like some kind of bounty. Um, and they're at uh-huh. like a, is it a funeral or a wedding? I can't remember which one they're at. I think it's a funeral. Um, but I yeah, can't remember. yeah, Spike gets attacked by a syndicate assassin in the bathroom. Yep. Um, fucks him. That was a good fight. It was a really cool fight scene. Oh yeah. Um, but then of course Spike, you know, they're back on the bebop and Spike's like, you know, he, he's just, he wants to go get noodles. He's hell bent on getting these noodles, which I mean, that, that's typical Spike. Yeah. Chris, he's tired. Very of nonchalant about everything. Tired of peppers and beef without the beef, you know? That's right, Which exactly. Is, again, it's just paying homage more to the show. Um, but Spike, actually, he goes off on his own um, mm-hmm. and visits Anna. Um, who, yeah, an, Anna, old, an old friend. I... Yeah, Anna has a much bigger role um, in this show. Uh, yeah, because in the anime, we didn't really see her till like, the end, right? Yeah, like, the end. But she end. was, like, the barmaid. Mm-hmm. And then here, she's, she own, she's like, a club owner. Um, yeah, or like a bar owner, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, very, very much a, a night, uh, a a very uh, 
risque establishment, as it were. Yeah, and I believe it's Grin that's working with her. Um, Grin, obviously, from... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's episode 12 and 13 of... Yeah. The Jupiter Yeah, Jazz but I want to say, in this show, Grin is... Um... Grin is a non-binary, non-binary, which yeah. is kind of cool. I think that's okay. Like, I, I like the fact that, you know, Grin was kind of a strange character in the original one, but I like that, like, gr- like they've given Grin like, kind of like a, a, a different identity, and they're kind of, at least right now, they're not really diving deep into the whole war thing and, you know, whatever, you know, the wars with the colonies and all that shit from back in the day. Mm-hmm. They're really just telling this syndicate story which I'm very okay with. Yeah, me too. And I, I'm honestly just glad to see, you know, some side-named characters that, like, you know, we're only in a couple episodes of the original show, like, kind of being mm-hmm. prominent roles here. Um, you compare yep. this to something like, you know, like the Death Note movie. Um, I know it was just a movie, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, where's where's Mogi? Where's, you know, where, where's any of the... Where's Matsuda? Where's mm-hmm. any of the, like, the named side characters? They don't, they don't get a, yep. a spot here. Um, but I'm glad mm-hmm. to see Grin and Anna have like some more prominent roles here. Absolutely, and um, and also too, you know, she speaks with Anna and you know basically tells that you know Julia is married to Vicious. You know, she kind of warns him or tell urges him to hey, you know, you should you should really tell Jet like kind of who you are, right? Um, but also too, you know, when we cut, we again, there's a lot of Vicious in this episode, and you know, he gets called by the elders. Um, who are now in charge of the uh, Red Dragon Syndicate. And I like that Vicious is the one kind of, I don't, again, I don't remember if he's doing this in the anime. Vicious isn't the one dealing the red eye in the anime, is he? I can't remember, honestly. I went back and I watched. I didn't, because they don't ever fucking mention it again, really. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Syndicate had their hand in it, but like, this is like Vicious's side hustle. Like he is mm-hmm. distributing. Do he like Red Eye is his thing, but he's not. He's doing it without the elders' permission. Which again, I could say again, I don't remember from the anime. Um, yeah, I, but I can't remember either. But I went back and I watched the first two episodes, and the first two episodes mm-hmm. cover like Anisimov, and they cover um, mm-hmm. uh, Abdul Hakim. Um, yeah, I'm gonna we'll try, in the I'll, next episode. I'm gonna try and actually watch like quite a bit of regular Cowboy Bebop while we cover these mm-hmm. last five episodes just to have like you know uh-huh. all, all my all my uh, all my knowledge correct here because obviously it's been what a year and a half since we watched the series from mm-hmm. the show um, but yeah I'm not yep. sure if he was actually the one that was dealing the red dragon or the red eye or if it was somebody under him um, but either way he, yeah, get, he gets I genuinely called, don't remember yeah he gets called up to the elders and um, Chris they make this is him, a great scene yeah yeah they basically like make him like put a gun on Julia, which obviously that's being his wife at this point. Uh, kind of like a like a like an execution almost, but like he doesn't actually kill her or anything like that. But they make him like pull the trigger and everything. Um, yeah, like they basically give her an empty gun to almost like test his loyalty, and that does create a bit of a rift between Julia and Vicious and. You know, Vicious tries to hit her with the excuse, I knew it wasn't loaded, the weight was off, or something like that. And uh, she's like, uh, how about fuck that? You put a pulled a gun on me and we're ready to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, that causes... Uh, yeah, and by the way, the, the, they were looking for... Spike and Jet were looking for the teddy bomber. That That's who, that's their mark. That's their that's their bounty in this episode. Right, right, right. Um, honestly, that's just kind of like... It f- feels like a throw-in for 
just so we can see some more of this vicious storyline. Because then, of course, Chris, when Julia lashes out at him, like calls him like weak for not standing up to the others. Uh, Boy, fucking about ready to choke slam her through a table, sir. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you can see the the crazy side of vicious, of course. And uh, oh, like, this seems like a very one sided relationship. So I feel like she was like somehow like forced into this or something. Um, yeah. But, you know, or maybe there was a time where they cared for each other, but maybe Vicious changed, which I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, too, that leads me to gripe number two. And honestly, my only other gripe, I, but it's very similar to the first. I don't like the way Vicious looks. Again, it goes back to that anime hair thing. He, I don't like, I don't know, like the white hair just doesn't work on this guy they have playing Vicious. He could just have normal ass hair, put a streak in it, put like a silver streak, give him like the rogue treatment, right? But like, it's so just, it does not match him. And it makes him stand out, like not in a good way, right? Like, I don't know. There's just, there's just something about the way Vicious looks in this show that is just very, very off-putting, which is a shame because we see way much more of him than we do in the anime. So... It's kind of a mixed bag, a very bittersweet thing. Like, I love that we're getting more vicious. I love that we're getting more of this story, but I also hate that he just looks awful. Yeah, he's a he's an odd-looking character. Uh, he has, like, the crazy eyes at all times. Um... He looks like... <laughs> I don't know, like, he, I, I swear to God, like, they might as well just given him, like, the Javier Bardem, like, bowl cut from No Country for Old Men, because <laughs> that's what he looks like to me, he looks a lot like Javier Bardem, but, like, I don't know, like, Way yeah. less hey mom, can we stop for Javier Bardem, or well, we have Javier Bardem at home, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, way less threatening, unfortunately, for our boy Vicious here. Yeah. He doesn't stand a chance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it the white hair is a little off-putting. Um, I I don't know. It's the crazy eyes for me that does it. That's like I see the white hair. I'm like, okay, that's vicious. Um, yeah, yeah. Why is he like? Maybe that's just how the actor's eyes look. Which you know, if I'm poking fun there, sorry about you. Um, yeah. But he just has the crazy eyes that at all points in time, even like when there's like a basic conversation. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's contact lenses or you know, it just, he just yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird to look at. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely. But other than that, it's all plus. It's all plus. But yeah, and then of course we flash back to Jet and Spike. They get on like the the Teddy Bomber ship. Um, yep. They 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 go to like this construction site and they find they basically get a lead from the I guess the foreman at this site. And yeah, they're 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 on the ship with the Teddy Bomber at this point. Yeah, which of course they subdue him. It's just cool just to see the Teddy Bomber like another homage to the show. Um, yep. And they have this weird moment where, like, only one person can escape, but it's it's fine. They they figure out a way to, you know, get Jet off the or get Spike off the landmine, and yeah, yeah, you know, you know, our boys are gonna make it out of here, okay? Um, oh, of course. Too early to to, to kill him off yet. <clears throat> All right, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then of course we also get to see another scene with um, basically Spike chooses to stay on like the bomb thing while Jet goes and collects mm-hmm. the bounty. And then we get to see a, a brief scene with Anna where she's, like, kind of eavesdropping on Vicious. Um, Our boys Shin and Lin, Shin the and brothers' Lin, brothers. Which, which I believe one of them is now a girl, right? Yes. I don't know if it's Shin or Lin because we haven't seen yeah. much of them in the show. 
Because I know in the anime, we never saw them both at the same time. We didn't see one until the other one was dead, if I'm not mistaken, in the anime. Yeah, but they were brothers in that, and I believe in this they're just twins, like one one yep. boy, one girl, um, which is cool. Which is fine. I'm all I'm all for it. I heard Shin, I'm here for it. You see Shin and Lin pop up on the subtitles, and I'm like, oh, cool. Let's there go. There. Like, more, uh, yeah, more homage to classic characters. Again, I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up episode two. Um, and then episode three, Chris, we're going after uh, we're going after Abdul, Abdul Hakim. Hakim. Yeah, and this is cool, right? Because they, you know it, he's a serial murderer. I think this is the first episode where we get to see Punch and Judy, um, the, uh, um, the the fucking whatever it's called, the 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 cowboy show with the bounties and the the, the cowboys. Hey, how you doing? Face yeah. cowboys, boom, 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 boom. Yep. You know the TV show. Yeah. I'm, and I want to say that's where they find out about uh, Abdul Hakim from that show. Again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but also the subplot here is Jet's trying to like get the old tickle me Elmo thing for his daughter's birthday. Um, yeah, which a uh, question here? Uh, did Jet have a daughter in the original Cowboy Bebop? I don't know. I don't remember. I like. I but actually, I'm okay with it here. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But I just, I, I was just, I, I was like, I don't remember this. I know that we go at some point we go see somebody from Jet's past and. Outside mm-hmm. of Anissa, his like ex-wife or whatever, mm-hmm. I want to say there's somebody else, but like I said, it's been it's been a minute since we saw that. Um, but I don't remember him having like this daughter. But his daughter Kimmy, she wants like this particular like doll. Um, yeah, but it's the classic like this is the most sought after doll, and it's fucking expensive. And it's it's the, it's like the classic PS5 issue, right? Like the Tickle Me Elmo, where. <laughs> Oh, people got them, and they're gouging prices. They are scalping these things. Oh, of course. And Chris, the name of the the show is Big Shot, by the way. I, oh, I, Big Shot. Thank I, you. That's I, right. I, Big Shot with Punch and Judy. And Punch and Judy, I do right. like the actors and actresses. Er, yeah, they look great. Actress. Yeah, I think they're great. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad to see them come back. Uh, also, just a little side note. Um, mm-hmm. on that first episode, we also got to see like the three old men. Yes, yeah, they were sitting there at the fucking table. They sure were. Which is super cool. Like when Anisimov goes into the bar, like they're just sitting there. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's like that. That's awesome. Like I, I love seeing stuff like that. Just a little like homage like that. Just great. Yep. Yeah, the show's good. The show is very, very good. I do genuinely think this is probably the weakest episode, because um, the bulk of the episode. I will say this. Also, what's happening in this episode is um, Spike get is looking for some information about Vicious, and he um. It leads him to this guy, and he he tells he tell, basically tells Spike to stick around while he gathers that information. And when he has it, when he has vicious, I guess when he has like I guess where vicious is going to be, he'll let him know. So Jet's ready to leave the planet. Like, hey, look, I I've got, I know where I can find this doll somewhere else, whatever. But Spike's like, no, hey, we should stay here a little while longer. Let's stick around. You know, he's trying to like keep them on planet. Um, because they're having trouble finding Abdul Hakim because he can like change his appearance. Yeah, which I believe he did. In, he has like a he did in the original anime too. Because I remember when yeah. they, I watched episode two, uh, just the very beginning of it before we actually had started this, I was watching a little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. And like when they originally saw the bounty pop up on Big Shot, he was like like a guy with like blonde hair. Um, which obviously, uh-huh. like the Abdul Hakim I remember, is the guy with like the big afro, like, and him and Spike uh-huh. had their little standoff fight. Um, yep. Which in this we see him at first, and he has like the afro, and then he like changes to like this, like 
just like a regular guy with like some guy with long hair. Yeah, who I think looks way less cool than like yeah. the, the original act. I I feel like that was kind of a waste. But they have like a they eventually have like a standoff with him. Um, but he gets away. I want to say this is where Spike like falls off like that sign thing, and then Jet catches him. Um, yep. And it's very sim- It's very similar. You know, he's after he's uh he's stolen these dogs. Um, it has to do with like Earth, uh, like Earth refugees, basically. That you know, they he, he said he blames them for like, like want to say like they took pets instead of like their kids and shit or something like that. But basically, this this is the episode where we meet I. Yeah, he he's basically upset that like, I guess when Earth was ending, um, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, like the rich were taking their dogs instead of you know taking like. Other, their fucking other kids. Hum- like uh, other humans and stuff like that, which caused like his parents to die. Like le- basically left mm-hmm. him and his mm-hmm. parents for dead while they were taking their pets. And so he's basically stealing these dogs yep. to like, I guess get revenge on them. Kind of a weird, yep. weird way of revenge, but you know, just, yep. and hey, what sucks here is uh jets actually got the doll for his daughter. Yeah, he's got, <sighs> he's got the doll, but I think he drops it to save spike from falling. Yeah. Um, which unfortunate, but you know, it, it happens to the best of us, I guess. Um, yeah. But also too, like, so basically spike and jet actually get Hakeem to basically come along quietly, but then the, oh, the old ISSP fucking shoot him. I will say they shoot him right between the fucking eyes. Yeah. They kill him. So that way they won't have to pay the bounty. It's like, Oh, man. such bullshit. Isn't it? Oh God but, damn it. Once again, our boys can't catch a break. Um, Nope. But Jet has something different for uh, Kimmy, his daughter, other than that doll that got destroyed. Uh, a nice little Welsh corgi, a Pembroke Welsh corgi named Ayn. But Jet's ex is not having that shit. Yeah, she is not. And I can't, is her name Anissa or Alyssa? I think it's... I don't know. I, it, uh, either one sounds right. But basically it's because like they can't afford the, the taxes, like the the... the because of how much it would cost to just keep the dog, she's like, we can't have it. We can't afford it. So Jet pretty much keeps it. And uh, we get a really cool scene here. Basically, this episode ends with Spike doing a little sniper action. He finds where Vicious is meeting. This, uh, I guess, where he's, um, he, I guess, the factory where he's making the red eye on Mars. And um, Spike lets him know that he's around by firing a fucking uh, bullet right through his window. And it ends up grazing Vicious on the cheek. Yeah, like Spike definitely could have killed him here, but he definitely just wanted to like send the message. Um, yeah, that like fear that he's alive, like you know he's not dead, and like vicious screams out fearless, all that stuff. Um, yep, pretty cool. So definitely the weakest of the episodes, but still good. The uh, the next one though, episode four. This one this one is actually my favorite of the bunch. Um, because this is the uh the fucking uh the the Callisto Liberation Front episode with our our girl. Uh, Twinkle Murdoch, but they uh they refer to her as Maria Murdoch, which I believe that was her name. Maria Twinkle Murdoch, I think, was her name in the anime. Um, but uh, we this is a you know we get to see a lot of Faye here. Um, basically she uh where they're combining a few stories in this, which is kind of what they're doing in a lot of these episodes, right? They're they're just condensing and combining a lot of the stories. So basically, we're look Faye ends up on Ganymede looking for the guy who basically um basically who conned her out of everything she had when she was pulled out of cryo sleep. Um, so she found the guy and she's trying to set up a, a, you know, the person who he gave all of her like identity and money and information to tries to set up a meeting, but that's when they're fucking hit by the Callisto liberation front, which is, uh, 
I want to say it's Twinkle Murdoch and her her kids, which the only one that really has a name is Harrison, um, which in this one, Harrison's the daughter instead of the, uh, the the guy that they kill like right off the bat, you know, to make an example of because they had to punish Harrison in the episode. Mm-hmm. But um, but, of course, these kids are just five alarm fuck ups and, you know, they're, they want to, you know, they're trying to send a message with the CEO of this construction company that, hey, you know, you need to stop your, uh, you know, you need to go ahead and stop your, you know, your construction and terraforming activities, or we will go ahead and return the planet to to nature our way. And they actually take the guy that phase after, and they they want to make an example out of him. So they're gonna they they pull out this grenade that has these spores in it that it has the uh whatever the terraforming chemicals are. But of course they fuck up and they end up throwing the grenade and it ends up actually killing the CEO that they wanted to have take the message back to her company. And pretty brutal scene here. She starts like sprouting limbs and just, just fucking turns into a tree and ends up very dead, um, oh, yeah. along with a couple other people in the opera house. Yeah, they they did not make it out of here alive. Some some, some tree people, something like stay out of the basement from goosebumps or something like. That's right. <laughs> they, right. They're in rough shape. <laughs> And then fucking Twinkle Murdoch and her kids escape. And what do they, how, Cody, how do they get away? They fucking still phase ship. Son of a bitch. She's so bad. They, they actually shoot her on the way out. And she's trying to, you know, she wants to get the guy. They take the guy with them. She's like, well, fuck, I need that guy. Cause he's going to take me to where I need to be to get my life back. So she gets shot. And, uh, from there, they steal, they steal her ship, and then we cut to Spike and Jed, who are at this fun little diner, uh, getting their uh, their two for one with their fucking cheese bread and uh, you know the the, the fake cheese and you know the, this bullshit little scrubby ass diner. Um, and Jed's got the old fucking two for one coupon. I love it. Oh, Chris, this is like my grandma back in the day at Steak and Shake. She would literally show up with the Steak and Shake coupons. I'm like, Grandma, that's right. They they will just believe you that you have the coupon. You don't actually have to give them that. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, he's yeah, trying to the cash. One was not good on real meat, so they couldn't get the old fucking prime rib dinner or whatever it was they were trying to get. Yeah, they had to settle for like tuna steak or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, so, uh, popcorn shrimp and something else or something <laughs> like that. Is the popcorn shrimp real shrimp? Oh no, it's some kind of soy seaweed hybrid. I was like, ugh. Oh yeah, um, but then of course Faye, Faye pops in, and mm-hmm. uh, kind of informs them of kind of what's been happening, and that she wants to you know take down you know Twinkle Murdoch, and uh, you know they can sp- they can split the bounty of course, even though she really is providing nothing to the team uh, outside of like some very minor information. But and and I love how they're like, man, she's just full of shit. But then like they, they have they start this is where this inside joke starts running. They yeah no no not until they get back on the ship. But like they say, oh, she's totally high off her ass. Yeah, yeah, this, this, she's totally on this this drug. And and then of course, right after she, you know, they don't believe her far fetched story. It pops up on the news, and they're like, trees? They're turning people into trees? What the fuck? Yeah, even like the anchor woman, like surprised about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then they kind of, I I can't remember where they exactly they go. They bounce around to a couple different areas. First, they go to. Yep. Well, I want to say they they go to uh, I want to say they actually go to um... they eventually make it to Callisto, um, but that's yeah. Like, but uh, before that, they they go to whoever the guy is that knew about Faye's past or like had a thing to do with like her getting like unfrozen or whatever. Yeah, well, the we we cut back to to Murdoch and her family, and you know, of course, she's pissed at everybody, and they're gonna you know they're they're still they're gonna go through with their plan. But they've got the hostage, and she basically tells the kid, well, fucking kill him. It doesn't matter. 
So, but I want to say that it goes back to the ship and this, this is where the inside joke starts where they're like, Oh, doesn't she look like the cosmonaut? And, you know, of course that, you know, they're, they're, I guess they're referring to Faye as something. And they, they, they try to like scam each other. Like they, they take the thing from Faye so they can locate, um, cause they got the little phone, I guess that has the, 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 the guy that Faye's tracking Spike takes that and says, why don't we just fucking ditch her and go get the bounty ourselves? But as soon as he says that, well, of course, Faye sees Ayn and she's like, what is that? That's not a dog. I guess, you know, I guess that's in the zoo with unicorns and shit. And, um, but, you know, she's like, oh, dogs are, you can get a lot of money for this. Or they're, I bet they're pretty good. She's like, you know, like in the anime, she would always threaten to eat Ayn. But when Spike double crosses her, they open the fucking window and Jen has so Faye has stolen the uh the fucking swordfish and uh she's going to go get her fucking mark on her own. And she took Ayn with her, Chris. <laughs> she sure did. Um but of course, but of course Ayn yeah, she you know, Ayn like figures out how to dis uh, disconnect the, the tracking beacon and all that shit. But um but anyway, so because she's she wants to get all of her, her identity and everything back from the um from I guess the person who was feigning to be her mother um and they don't really show any of that but i want to say something like that was covered in the anime with some of Faye's backstory but yeah, anyway yeah, i think they we'll get see, to uh i think we'll see up? more of that as the show goes on hopefully possibly uh, very possibly but we get back to we get to callisto spike and jet um you know they're they're trying to stop the uh and, and Faye. they're all trying to get there they're trying to um stop the murdochs from launching these missiles and basically destroying the planet um Faye actually gets um you know what she needs, gets her shit back, and is getting ready to get off the planet. Um, when Harrison and Mur- uh, Twinkle Murdoch have they have one last missile left. Like they stop, they stop the missiles, but they've got one last one left on the ship that they're escaping on. And Faye can either keep going and meet up with the person, you know, she's pretending to be the guy. She's like, oh yeah, that sounds great. You know, they're doing the fucking manly voice. And uh, she sees the missile get launched, and she's just like, fuck, and she turns around. Actually takes one for the team, ends up getting her ship destroyed in the process, um, but stops the missile. Basically saves saves the entire fucking like, moon or planet, wherever they're at. Um, and, of course, you know, we cut back to Harrison. We have a very similar uh, death scene for the, uh, for the Murdochs here, except this time Harrison's like the one. And she's like, I don't want to spend another second with you. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in a in a cell or a cage with you. And she pulls out one of those grenades, and her and uh, Twinkle end up turning into trees themselves. That's right, Chris. Trouble with the maples here. Um, That's yeah. right. <laughs> Trouble with the maples. And this is where um, – and I want to say here, this is where – um, basically, Spike, they let they let Faye join the, the crew of the Bebop temporarily. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got like a kind of like they, she saved their ass, and you know they 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 work pretty well together. Um, yeah, this is cool. I like you get a lot of what how it is in the anime. Faye is definitely happy to be there, right? Like, you know, she's cool that she's got like you know she's got friends now. You know, this is her new and like Spike kind of tells her the best thing about losing your old life is you get to start a new one. Yeah, and she tries to kind of put up that same front where like it seems like she doesn't want to be there, but we know she wants to be there. Uh, yeah, and then she asked him, "So what's the what's what's the cosmonaut?" And he's like, "Welcome to the Bebop," and just kind of walks <laughs> away. Yep. But yeah, Chris, and then that sets us up for our final episode, I believe. Indeed. All right, actually, and then we have uh, there is a, another scene with yeah. Julia and Anna. Um, I guess it's just Julia. I want to say she wants to meet with a. Uh, I, I, 
Why do, Why does the name Mao Yin Rai pop up in my head? Uh, Mao Yin Rai is actually from the original uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um, I actually have his or I have uh the biography pulled up here. It was a capo of or capo of the Red Dragons crime syndicate until his death. Um, in 26, okay. or what, the years really don't matter on Cowboy Bebop, but Mal was a oh, mentor, yep. figured to spike and vicious in the syndicate. He was also a good friend of Annie and her husband. Um, gotcha. I can't remember what well, role Mal has in this. I, I'm trying to think of which character even is Mal, to be honest. I don't, I don't know if we've seen him yet. Well, it, I don't well, even know uh, if we've seen him. She, that's why I, I can't remember who Mal is, because Mal is now a, a, a girl in the, um, in this one. Mao is the girl who Vicious goes to meet with. Um, she's like working in like some kind of like factory type setting thing. Yes, yes, that, yes. That yes. is who Mao is now in the show. Okay. Because because I want to say Julia suggests to Vicious. She's like Mao's power hungry, so you can probably convince her to because. Oh, that's is, right. Because instead of uh, killing the or going to war with the elders, they are going to stage a coup. Yeah, and Mao is that woman he meets with. So Mao is was a man in the anime and is now yep. a woman in the show. She's just blue blue collar all the way. I oh, love yeah, it for sure. Um, and this last episode's really cool. Uh, it's kind of you know we get like a nice jet flashback episode. It has like a a very like pulp film noir kind of vibe to it, um, which I think is really really cool. Um, you know we got crooked cops in this one. Um, Let's see here. And we've got escaped convicts. But what I like here, like basically the, the long and short of this story is um, we get, well, th this episode is kind of about Jet, like his, his past and his friend who basically his partner, finds out he's the one, his partner was the one who was dirty. Um, but we have this really cool lethal weapon three moment with like Spike and Jet or Spike and Fake and bearing their bounties and things and I love how Spike's like, we did this, we did that. And Faye's like, what's up with all this we bullshit? I did all this stuff by myself. Yeah, all the, all the fun banter between like Spike and, and Faye is very cool here. Um, yeah. A lot of the stuff we got from the anime, honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah, like the the driving force of this episode is definitely like Jet's past with Fad, mm -hmm. I believe was his name. Um, yeah, Fad, once, yep. Once again, another character from the anime. Um, uh -huh. They're going on... They, we go back in the past. We get them see them see them go after Udai Taxin, who is the same exact criminal. Um, yep. Obviously, I believe. In the, that, I guess Jet was basically framed for being a crooked cop. Yeah, very similar to how it was. At least the backstory part, where like mm -hmm. he he had Udai at gunpoint, and then like the, the the headlights flash on, and then Jet gets shot, and then like yep. Now he's a dirty cop. He does like jail time and all this stuff. Um, I believe he did five years in prison. Um, yeah. Like, like framed as like this dirty cop. I don't understand how he really got framed as a dirty cop here, but. Yep. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, don't get it. I guess. I guess because. Um, like if you're the because cop, they, they, shot, they knew there was a cop on the take, but they didn't know who it was. Yeah. It, it's just like he's the one that got shot. How does he go to jail? But, you know, mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. I don't care. Exactly. But then, you know, I guess in the present day, the, there's a prison ship that Udai is on. And they escape. So of course, Jet is Jet's ready to go back to uh, say they go to Pluto, either Pluto or is it Mars? I believe where they're at. I believe it's Pluto where he meets. What are you talking about? Where he meets back up with Fad? Yeah, where he meets back up with his old partner. Yeah, old boy Fad, who is 
if anybody's seen Prison Break, he's the the asshole prison guard in Prison Break. Um, yep, works just, out perfect here. Oh yeah, because he is still as crooked as ever, Chris. Um, yep, because basically, you know, they've got Udai cornered. Uh, you know, he's you know, but Thad pull. You know, Jet's not gonna kill him, but Thad pulls the trigger and kills him. And basically, we get the re- re- uh, re- uh, the reveal here that Thad was the dirty cop, and well. Jet just ends up killing him. Yeah, and we should mention also Chalmers here. Chalmers is uh, another cop that Jet used to work with. Um, and yep. Chalmers is an original character for the Netflix show. Yep. But Chalmers is also now dating uh, Jet's, yeah. Jet's former wife, Alyssa. That's right, because every time I hear the name Chalmers, I think Super Nintendo Chalmers from The Simpsons. <laughs> Dude, I thought Chalmers was an actual character in Cowboy Bebop. I thought Chalmers was the name of Fad. I didn't remember the name Fad. I was like, mm-hmm. Chalmers sounds familiar. Um but he Jet kind of thought that Chalmers was the crooked cop. Turns out it was his partner, yep. Fad. Um, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, Chris. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all there is. Basically, like Jet killing him means that he'll never be able to clear his name as a dirty cop, which I don't think Jet really minds as much anymore. He he got he got the truth out of you know, yeah, out of the shit, shitty situation that he'd been through. Um, yep, and basically this 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 half of the show ends with Julia learning that Spike is still alive. Yep. Yeah, which uh it's going to be interesting to see how they how they meet up or if they meet up, you know, in this season. I know there's going to be like a season 2 supposedly of this show. Mhm. Um, I'm intrigued though, Chris. I I I've loved everything we've watched so far. Um Yeah, it's very very good. Um I said episode 3 I think was the weakest, but overall like I think they're te- te- telling a very good story and it's just a it's a nice adaption that they they're not they they they're letting us know that they're, you know, respecting the source material without just being just a fun. I would hate this. I would hate this show if they were just trying to do the same story again. Cuz while Bebop is good, it's not as good as I remember. Like times have changed, and I, I think the story is very disjointed in the anime. Like I, you know, I want to see more vicious and stuff, but we only get to see that. Like that arc is only like a couple episodes. But like, what makes Bebop so good is well, I think the soundtrack fucking carries the show. And B, the if you look at Bebop as like an episodic. This is what we're doing this week. This is what we're doing next week as just a, you know, a villain of the week kind of show. It, you know, again, we talked about like with Trigun, man, like this, that's just the way that's just the way it was a product of the times. You know, we didn't binge Cowboy Bebop anime, but we're binging the live action and the way they're telling the story is more in line with that Netflix diet than how the original one was. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, Chris. (laughs) Um, like we don't have like an entire episode dedicated to the fridge monster or whatever the hell it was. Oh man, I hope I hope we get the fridge monster episode. I can't fucking I, wait. I'm sure they'll pay some little homage to it. Um, just they by better. The, the way they've been paying homage to everything here. Um, I agree. Yeah, overall. Yeah, it's I'm, great. I'm, I'm I'm totally invested. I can't wait to be heartbroken when they botch this. Um, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm very I'm. I'm excited, yet I'm also very, very guarded. I know this can go south very quickly, but they're still doing – they're doing the King's work still. Yeah, Elong and the Wolf Brigade had it perfect up until just the end, and then yep. it just really went off the rails. Um, yeah, then it was shit the pants city. 
But we'll have to stay tuned and catch these last five episodes next week, of course. Um, but Chris, we also need to uh, we need to set up a poll for next week because we don't got anything lined up for after we finish this Cowboy Bebop live action. So, um, do we want to do a movie or do we want to dive into another show? Hmm. Well, Cody, I, I think I think we could do a movie. I think a movie would be fine. All right, Chris. Well, we get a little palate cleanser after the live action Bebop. I I probably should have reminded you before we started the podcast because now you're kind of on the spot. And um, but we need some uh, we need some suggestions for this this poll, Chris. <laughs> well, let's see here. Let us see here. Um, I'm going to nominate a couple. I got a couple that are on the you know the old tip of my tongue here. Um, well, I know one. You know, I want to go back to a classic. I would love to watch Project Aco. Okay. Project Echo. Which is which you can find on Amazon. And how do you spell Echo Echo again? Uh just A hyphen K O. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yep. Okay. Then let's see. Let's see. We're just pulling the, we're just pulling this out of our ass, aren't we? Um let's see. You you can pick ones that you have and haven't seen, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to pick. Let's uh, see. I, I did throw you on the spot here, so <laughs> That's okay. You know what? How about Alita Battle Angel? Alita Bat- Battling. Where have I heard Which that? would also, if that one wins, we could watch the live action one, which I do like also. Ooh. Maybe that's where I've, I've heard the name from. All right. Now I've got to find some anime movies. Let's see here. All right, Chris. First up, I'm going to choose A Silent Voice. Um, uh-huh. It's a movie I attempted to go see in theaters a long time ago, but the reel kept messing up, so we just basically... Got our money back, and they, we never were able to watch the film. Um, I, oh, I, I now own the movie on Blu-ray and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'll nominate A Silent Voice. Definitely, like, very mm-hmm. beloved. Kind of, like, along the same lines as, like, Your Name, things like that. Um, just a very well-received show. Uh, I don't actually mm-hmm. remember liking it as much as a lot. I've been seeing a lot of people, like make the comparisons to your name. So it'll be interesting that if, if this wins to go back and watch it. Um, well, your name was very good and I am all about it. That, that, yeah. And I think your name is just so much better than this, but you know, maybe, maybe after another watch, it'll. it'll yeah, it'll, absolutely. It'll change. Maybe I doubt it, but mm-hmm. now for the second one. Hmm. Chris, this is tough. I should. I, we I should know. have really thought about this before we uh before we started this podcast. That's okay. I love. I love the ca- how candid it is. I like. I right. like just flying by the seat of my pants. Let me think. What do I want to watch? What do I hope wins? I'm trying to think of something that isn't just a a throw in Hayao Miyazaki movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Chris, what's... but I wouldn't hate watching Spirited Away if you nominated it. Oh no! See, that's a, like a free win. We're not doing that. We gotta do. That's true. That is true. Let me find some animated movies that are readily available on Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon. Or things Indeed. Because like I really want to watch Five Centimeters Per Second because I've never seen that movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a way for us to easily watch it. I don't think it's on any of the streaming services, and I don't think we can even like rent it on Amazon. Which is interesting. Let me double check that. Otherwise, I'll just go with a, uh, I'll go with a, a, a throwaway Hayao Miyazaki movie. Not a throwaway, but like you, you get what I'm saying. 
Oh yeah, the the, the fucking the free win. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> um. Crunchyroll removed it from its library. Okay, so uh, five centimeters per second is just like unwatchable on streaming services. Got it. Oh, there it is. All right, Chris, I'm going to nominate Kiki's Delivery Service as my other one. Hey, a classic, an absolute classic. The first Miyazaki movie I ever saw. Um, mm, damn good one. So I'm going to go with that. Let me make a note of these real quick. Delivery Service. Right. Oops. That project A dash co, right? Yep. Chris, I can't even remember the other option. What was the other option you said? Uh fuck. Fuck. Oh, Why can I uh, not remember? Uh, oh, Alita Battle Angel. Alita. I was gonna say Anita. Yeah. <laughs> so Alita Battle oh, Angel. Oh, Anita Battle Angel. That was originally an anime? I never uh-huh. I feel like I never knew that. Sure was. I remember seeing the trailer for the movie like when I went and saw know some other film in theater yep or like the live action one because that's that's the girl with like the big eyes uh, am i am i yep. seeing this right okay yeah that's correct yeah the the anime is very good the anime, it's like a 90 again another nine uh, late 80s early 90s classic all right well, we will throw that pull up um i guess i'll throw that pull up probably right after we get that right after i edit this episode so you should vote on that guys we'll cover whatever wins on yeah Two weeks from now. Um, yep, because next week is part two of season one of Cowboy Bebop, and it's all upside from here, but it can easily just crumble. Dude, I'm excited, but I'm worried. Like Excited so, but scared is the like, great way to put it. Like, too good to be true. Like, they have to botch it, right? Like, there's no way they don't oh, botch I it. I hope not. Uh, but we'll have I to, hope not. We'll have to find out next week, guys. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, Chris, we did pass 1,700 downloads. Uh, I think we're averaging. Oh, I like, love that. Almost averaging like 25 per episode, which is really good. Um, I'm all about that. I'm all about it. Yeah, so shout-outs to you guys for listening at home. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for this episode, Chris. You got anything else before we uh before we No, sir. That is all I've got. I am uh, ready to go, go finish this second half. All right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And as always... Thanks for hanging out with us.